0: Hello, all you Lasso fans. This is Peanut Butter and Biscuits. I'm your host today, Craig. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeremy Gechner. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. I've been watching a lot of World Cup, getting my soccer fix, my Ted Lasso soccer fix. They're almost set for the round of 16, man.
0: Holy moly. I'll tell you what. Okay. Here's the deal. I used to be one of those people that was on social media, on Facebook, thinking it was cute to be like, why are there so many ties in soccer? I can't believe that there's so many ties. And there's a joke in one of my favorite Aaron Sorkin shows called sports night. They go through a list of all these soccer scores. And then at the end of it, they just say, just a suggestion, just make the goals wider, you know? And yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I was there, I was with all those people, but there was almost no more intense moment of sport than the stoppage time against Iran the other day, because like in soccer and I I tried to explain this to other people who don't quite like haven't made that transformation. Like I have, there's no back and forth of offense defense. Like in baseball, you know that when the team's up to bat, That's their chance in football when they got the ball, unless there's an interception pick six kind of situation like, you know, that that is their scoring opportunity in soccer. It's just constant. I mean, there is like there is no offense and defense. It's just soccer all the time. Like there is just always an opportunity to score.
1: Yeah, and it was a it was quite a, a harrowing tale, as you said there. Um, the United States, of course, representing very cool um, in the group. A draw with England, a draw with Wales, and a win over Iran. Uh, they're playing good, but the Netherlands is going to be a tough test. So, based on when you're listening to this, that probably happens tomorrow. But it's. Um, Oh boy, it's uh it's been intense. These last couple of uh once you always get to the last uh last games of the group stage, like it's all intense because the points are all over the place, the goal differentials are all over the place, and like games are being played with like so many implications. It's so exciting, it's the best. <laughs>
0: For sure. Well, let's talk about our guest today because I think people might be like a little bit scratching their head. Like, you've got <laughs> Jason Muse, J. From Jay and Silent Bob coming on to your Peanut Butter and Biscuits Ted Lasso podcast. Well, let me tell you, and I explained this to Jay kind of in our interview, which we've already recorded, and it was a lot of fun to get a chance to chat with him. But I basically was out on a run and preparing for this marathon, and I was listening to Father's Day, his new podcast, and I kept just coming back to this theme of fatherhood, which, of course, you and I talked about ad nauseum in season two when we were discussing that of Ted Lasso. And I just thought I'd reach out, and I say hey you know we have this show on ted lasso and i get that he may or may not be a fan but i think that we could talk about fatherhood and the response back was oh he loves ted lasso and so it made sense for him to come onto this show now i will tell you in the interview we spend most of the interview talking about his career his podcasting because i think that when you go back and think about like Who is a fan of this show like you and I sir are super fans and we know every second of every (laughs) episode of what happened in this and I think that most people come at this show much like Jason does and that is that he's a fan he loves this show, but it's more so that he saw the show really enjoyed it and didn't necessarily like dive as deep into it as we do right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, go with the uh, MCU level of uh, the Easter egg picking a part of every scene of the episode. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, it's, it's clear, though, that the themes are present there and that, you know, he, he recognized those. And it is just amazing, like, when you think about... <laughs> like how far reaching this show is, you know what I mean? It's just like people from all walks of life, no matter where they are, no matter, uh, you know what they do, like find meaning and find enjoyment in this show. And, you know, that is able for us to buttress that into a great conversation about fatherhood and what it means to be fathers and, uh, the, the therapy of Lego building and all the other things like this is just quite an amazing conversation. It doesn't stick to our typical, you know, lasso all the time, lasso everything there. But like, I think it's a pretty valuable podcast for everybody here. Um, you know, that a love of lasso can lead to great conversations no matter where they come from.
0: And I I love that we got to talk about being dads. You know, you and I, we've mentioned it on our the show the kids that we have, but we get to kind of dive deeper in this episode and talk about our sons. And he has announced that he and Jordan are having a son. And so it's cool to welcome him to that boy life of uh, being a dad. And of course he has a seven-year-old daughter as well, who features prominently by the way, on his father's day podcast. And yeah. so it's just really cool to get a chance to talk to him about that. And I don't want to lead you astray. He definitely knows his lasso and he, we talk about yes. that. We kind of <laughs> connect these themes in throughout but it's not necessarily going to be like the deep dive into the episodes of Lasso that maybe you've gotten from some of the other guests that we've brought on, <laughs>
1: especially like the cast members who lived it, right? Yeah, who were there. <laughs> so, but yes, you're right. Like it's a, it's a really, really fun conversation. And if you, I mean, we'll say this at the end too, but if you haven't listened to Father's Day, it's fantastic. Um, and you're going to get a great little preview as to why uh, in this episode here in this interview.
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to jump right to it. But before I do, I do want to mention that also, it happened to be about a month ago, I had the opportunity to interview two of the stars of Clerks 3 through Lionsgate. And I was really grateful to them. And so I was talking to the publicist on that. uh, And they were hoping for an embargoed release sometime around the DVD Blu-ray release of Clerks 3, which is actually coming out on December sixth. And I said, Hey, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and tack it on to this peanut butter and biscuits episode as well. And he was very excited about that opportunity. So it's uh, actually we're going to come back. So this is the way the the episode's going to work. We are going to have uh, after this introduction, I'm going to get out of the way. We're going to talk to Jason Muse all about fatherhood, his love of Ted Lasso. And then we are going to come back and chat a little bit about that interview and kind of recap what we talked about and give all of the plugs, all that stuff. And get out of there. And then I'm, I'm going to play the interview that I did with Brian O'Halloran and, and with Jeff Anderson, the stars really of Clerks and Clerks 2 and Clerks 3. And that will have some spoilers in it. So that's why I want to go ahead and put it at the end. I do recommend that you go and check out Jay in Clerks 3. Check out the whole crew. Also, make sure you listen to Father's Day. Listen to his pod, other podcasts with Kevin Smith, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, which we will reference in the interview. As it appears right now. So we are going to go directly to our interview with Jason Muse. We are so excited to welcome to Peanut Butter and Biscuits, Mr. Jason Muse. How are you, sir?
2: I'm good. Thank you very much. Peanut Butter and awesome. Biscuits. Awesome.
1: You... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You got to love it with the with the Ted Lasso theme, right? Um, You know, I got to tell you, actually, it was a funny story how uh, this interview came to be. So I was out going for a run and I'll mention uh, that a little bit later. And I listened to Father's Day, the new show that you're doing with Kevin. I want to talk all about that today for sure. And then I started thinking and I was like, you know what, I'll tell you, there's so much fatherhood there's so much a theme of fatherhood in ted lasso in this show that we love so i'm like okay i'm gonna go ahead and email uh jordan and see what the possibility might be here and she said that you are a huge ted lasso fan so this all really worked out so we're excited to have you on today and to chat about the podcast and maybe even a little bit about the show and kind of go from there does that sound good
2: sounds great thank you perfect that's funny that yeah she uh you know, I watched, uh, it came on, people kept talking about it, um, and it came on, I was watching, uh, I can't remember what I was watching, but the season that I was, of the show I was watching ended, and, you know, it it just automatically started playing Ted Lasso, and I was like, eh, everyone keeps talking about it, I don't want to watch this, but it it started (laughs) off with the soccer, and I was like, I started watching it for like five minutes while I was like, trying to figure out what I was gonna do and stuff. And then I just like, next thing I know, I was like, the episode was over. And I was like, that was awesome. You know, and then I watched <laughs> another one. And I was like, I should watch this with Jordan. Um, this is something she would like. And you know, it's, there's lots and lots of shows that I, I, I watch um, that she doesn't like, has no interest in. So we don't watch, you know, we have our shows we watch together and there's tons of shows I watch. And I was like, oh, I should watch this with her because I know she'll like it. Um, But I couldn't stop watching it. So I I didn't get a chance to watch it with her the first time. We watched it together after. But, um, yeah, I just kept watching episode after episode and and just couldn't put it down. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, so.
1: No, that's That's great. uh, that's exactly how this whole thing kind of got started, because Craig was the first one with our network that was like, guys, you have to watch Ted Lasso. And after about bugging us for about three months, you know, I finally relented. and I was the exact same as you. I was like, I could not stop watching it. I just loved every single part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And now we're both just certified Ted Lasso evangelists um, out there. So I'm converting as many people as I can. But, you know, that was a great story about how you got to the show. But what was it about the show that really kind of hooked you that really made you a fan? Oh, I, I don't know, you know,
2: it, there's tons of, I, I again, I like, I like the whole, uh, you know, I, I like what I like is a lot. It reminds me of, and it doesn't, it's not exactly the same. I think it's probably funnier, but I don't know that, that British sense of humor
1: Yeah, um, uh...
2: is so funny to me. Um, like I love, uh, I'm always forgets the gentleman's name. the the boss, the owner of the the, the girl woman, um, uh-huh. her her person, her Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. What's the gentleman's name that helps her? Leslie uh, Higgins. Yeah, yeah. He's so funny. Just always like, oh, right here, guys. Right here, guys. You know, <laughs> and like, just like I don't know, just that sense of humor, like the the stuff he says. I don't know. Just it's just a. The British sense of humor is really funny to me. But then, of course, Ted Lasso just says the funniest things. Like, you know, um, it's just, it's really funny. It's super clever and um, and funny as heck. So, um, you know, and then there's, of course, the whole, the the unexpected of the, the games and stuff. Again, I do like to see, like, you're like, oh, my gosh, you're gonna, are they going to beat this team? Are they finally going to win a game? All right, are they going to? when the the is it going to be like in the end he actually brought the team to the winning championship and and all this stuff so uh yeah so it was funny and then and then just waiting to see what was going to happen with the soccer team um you know and then of course I was I was in as soon as Jamie was like Jamie tar, 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 tar. <Fifthció> yeah. I, I was in man I was in so <laughs> it, it's awesome
1: yeah, I absolutely. should say
0: that I've I've got a seven year old, and so I know that uh, we have children about the same age, and so you definitely lived through that baby shark phenomenon, didn't you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, so no, I mean, it, and again, it's still like it's it's crazy how many versions they have of it, and and the uh, you know they sell the costumes and and backpacks and everything else. So yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many to that that it's funny cause I'll sing s- songs and people won't know, but um, you know, I know it from her, like there's the, um, you know, there was that other song, Johnny, Johnny. Yes. Papa. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and sugar, no pop you know, it's like, oh I'm my having gosh. flashbacks
0: here. Yeah. Oh,
2: the song so that song haunts me. That whole thing,
0: yeah. Um, oh, that's great. We're excited to have you on because uh, you're someone that has really wrestled with some of your own demons. And uh, for our fans that maybe haven't listened to Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, your podcast, original podcast with Kevin, those first several episodes are just uh, something that I think that a lot of people need to hear. And um, myself, I just recently lost a close family member to addiction. And so it's something that really like I actually went back and listened to those episodes and listened to your struggles. And I'm wondering if um, you appreciate also, you know, you talk about how funny this show is. And I, we're going to get into talking about your new podcast here really soon. But I'm wondering if you appreciate the spotlight that uh, this particular show puts on mental health as well uh, as a theme.
2: Get Old was great. I mean, Get Old was something I didn't expect. Um, you know, it's not something I expected that we were going to, we were. I thought Kevin and I would do I really just wanted to do something with Kevin. Um and I just thought we would we would do it and we do a few episodes and or you know, even if we did uh, 50 episodes, I just thought it would be doing it for for me and we'd get to hang out and and have some fun. And who knew that it we build a tour with it? And it became like, you know, actually being able to uh travel all over the place, like, because I had never at that point, I don't think I had been to Australia or Scotland or Ireland or anything. And this had brought me all over the place. I had no idea that we'd be able to make, you know, some a living from it, because I actually, you know, we hadn't done any movies or anything in a while. So I had no idea there was that was going to come out of it, too, like that I could pay bills and things. Um, But also, like, besides me being able to talk about my sobriety and, and it helping me and all that I like there were so many people that would come up to me and be like hey I listen to the podcast and I you know it really helped me uh uh you know stay sober when I first got out like if I was struggling I'd listen to another episode and it'd get me through that day and then I'd have you know uh you know two months, and then." You know, I'd listen to the episode each day and it would get me through each day. And and anyway, so I just didn't realize that it was going to have the effect on other people listening to it, that it would help them stay sober or or help them, you know, get through a day uh, or two. Um, I just thought really it was just going to be, you know, again, it was just going to be Kevin and I getting to hang out and have a little fun um, and me be accountable to people because you know, we kept counting the days each day. So, um, and it was funny because for a while too, there was people, um, uh, you know, first couple of years I'd be like in a coffee, Starbucks and someone be like, Hey man, how many days sober you have? And I'm like, what? Uh, oh yeah. Get old, you know? And <laughs> I'd realize why they're calling me out out of nowhere. Is, and it, was, it was good. It was great. So, um, but yeah, it was dope. It was really cool. So
1: yeah and well i mean and what i love about it too what craig mentioned is that you know that doing that, putting that out there to people to listen to, it gives them permission to go on that journey too. You know, it sometimes you need just that little push and it can just be something as easy as listening to a podcast or listening to somebody else's story about it. You know, seeing, you know, Ted Lasso go to therapy when he hates it. You know, it's all that kind of stuff that can be that little difference that somebody needs to to make their lives better. Um, so I echo everything that you and Craig said there. Um, but I do want to um, congratulate you. Uh, you're going coming into the boy life here, uh, Craig has a son i have two so i'm insane Um, and um i feel like uh i've learned a lot of stuff between uh kid number one and kid number two so how are you feeling about uh kid number two on the way here yeah i
2: mean i'm very excited it's uh you know it's been nice i think it's it's nice because it's funny i love my the age seven right now my kid you know watching her learn to read um you know, watching her, uh, you know, she's excited to go to school and, and and it's like, she's starting to hit these things that I'm, I'm not, she like wants to, her friend asked if she could sleep over the other night and Logan wants to do a sleep over it. And again, it's just a simple thing, like just one of the kids sleeping over, but it's like something we haven't thought about up to this point. So it's like a new step. So it's really cool to watch all these phases but I realized that a couple of my wife's friends have had babies, um, and we'll, we'll go over their house to hang out or whatever. <clears throat> um, and you know, it's like, uh, I'll ask to hold the baby. And for a while I was like, man, I really missed this phase too. Like, I love that she can walk around herself and, and, uh, you know, I don't have to worry about her. Like you know climbing well i'd still have to worry about her climbing up stuff <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for sure <laughs> you know you know all the things i worried about as a baby where i'm like i just can't wait till she walks because she's crawling under the feet and she's real low to the ground she's going to put something in her mouth and all this mm-hmm. like worrying about certain things and, and being excited for her to talk and all this um but i miss that like babe carrying her around in that you know the the backpack in the front and I used to bring her everywhere with me and I have so many pictures of her just chilling in my, in the the backpack in the front and uh, you know, that baby smell and stuff. Um, I miss that. So it's, I'm excited about all these little simple things like that. Um, And it's been cool. Like, you know, I, I feel like there's, it's exciting, but for me, I'm such a worry ward about everything that like, you know, I'm always like, are you, did you eat this morning? And I'm like, worried to make sure my that jordan has eaten and and is uh you know and taken care of and not that she doesn't she's really good about it but i'm just saying like there's so many if there's so many pros and cons about it like i'm super excited but i'm so worried and, and we're at the same time and uh, you know it's like and then all these little things to think about not little things big things but like uh, about the boy's name like okay we got a boy we get to name him I want it to be a cool name do we circumcise him you know (laughs) all these different things to to think about um but it's great we her and I actually were like going through the baby registry and that was fun I mean again it's just simple thing but it was it's like fun to go oh my gosh we got to get that again we got to get the little thing that goes in the bathtub for the baby because the baby can't sit up right in the tub. So you got to get that little seat that goes in the bathtub, you know, all these things I get to rebuy and, and, uh, and, and get to experience again. So it's, it's really exciting.
1: Yeah. That was a good story on your podcast, uh, on father's day when you were talking about like how you just never even thought about circumcision. And I was like, that hit me so hard with my first kid because the time Mm -hmm. came at the hospital and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is there is there something that so is it more fun? Because like in my experience, I only have one son. Uh, again, he's seven, and he just had his birthday. He's he's a wonderful uh, kiddo, but I I was equal parts. Well, not even equal parts. I was more terrified than I was excited. I almost feel like, so going into this the second time, are you able to kind of uh, almost relax a little bit more? Is it more fun for you this time planning?
2: I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say, I don't know. I would say, I guess, I guess maybe a little bit because there's so many things I wasn't expecting for the first one because I didn't know and I didn't have any idea. But I don't know, I, I feel like I'm almost just as worried. I feel like I'm such a worrier about everything. Like, you know, even her. like I can't stop repeating the hardest, not touch, you know, the railings on an escalator, uh, you know, putting her hand on it. And then I turn around and she's putting her hands in her mouth, you know? And, oh, you know, we go just uh, little things like that. Like I worry about every single little thing, like, um and so I don't know I feel like there's definitely some things I've experienced not so much that I feel like I know better because I feel like I don't necessarily know I guess I know more than I did but I still feel like there's so much I don't know and there's so much I worry about um but I guess it's more about um experience in certain things that I don't have to worry about but I almost forgot a lot of things like something like I the other day we uh again my wife's best friend has a baby and and we were talking about the baby uh starting to eat regular food and I was like wait when does that happen like I don't even remember like even though it wasn't that long ago I don't remember when the babies transition to when they start eating solid food from formula (laughs) or breast milk you know, like how long do you breast milk and, and all that stuff? Um, when do you start trying to potty train? Like all these things that there are stages, like you would think like, oh, I remember that. You know, I remember Logan. We started trying in nine months. You know, I don't remember. <laughs> it's like I so it's almost like I got to remember, you know, start all over and 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 start fresh because I really realized I forgot a lot of things that I experience with Logan that I don't remember and I think a part of that is my wife honestly like I would I, w- I was on the road a bunch when when Logan was uh you know growing up uh, still growing up but in the early years not all the time but I first some of the big things like getting the pacifier away from her I'm so <laughs> glad I didn't deal with that because I, I like she her cousin had sent me us a video of her daughter and them taking the the pacifier away from her and that the dad is shooting video downwards he's sitting down on the couch and she's on her knees in between his legs going, daddy, please. I want it so bad. I just want my binky. And was like, you would think that like they hadn't fed her in three days. And she was like, please feed me. I'm not kidding you. She was so upset. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like how are we gonna not give the baby the pacifier? Like we use it when she goes to bed and um, all this. But my wife did it when I was gone. She transitioned her off, you know, off of that into the sleeping in the bed all night by herself, you know, all these things that had to be transitioned. I was usually out of town and, and Jordan would deal with it. And and uh I didn't have, you know, I didn't have to necessarily worry about that. Um yeah. thank goodness because I'm such a pushover and I'd be like, she's in pain. I need to give her the <laughs> Yeah, we gotta do this. You know, even though I, well, yeah, and I mean like
0: pain. yeah but there's so many of those things that people say like if you just let them do it for a couple of nights it'll take kind of a thing and those couple of nights though are absolute hell right like so i totally get it
2: yeah and it's like you know they're not you know you know they're not in pain or they're not going to die from not having the pacifier but it's like the way they're crying and and how upset they are it's like but you don't know, maybe they will, you know, maybe they will yeah. die from being so upset. I I, and I know that's not true, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's almost how I feel, like,
1: well, screw it, give yeah. it to her, you know? Those so, things right. go through your head, yeah, man, like, right. I was- my wife did the pacifier thing, but I was the one who like kept her from keep from like the sleep stuff. Like I had to do the ferberizing type thing there. Just like nope, let him cry. He will he will be yeah. fine. <laughs> he'll cry himself out and yeah, you're right. He eventually gets it, but it it is hell. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But you know, uh, you are such a good storyteller, and you just proved that uh, with these stories that it's just bringing back to uh, when he was a little kid. And so I love the new concept and how you decided to do a new show with Kevin called Father's Day. It's got a couple of episodes out. Actually, a third one just was released this week. So, and uh, I'm wondering if you can tell us how you came up with this idea to do this podcast, this show with Kevin.
2: And, you know, I wish it was all my idea, but, you know, I just I get I. I I had so much fun doing the first one, doing get old, I mean, um, and, and all of that, that I just kept telling Kevin, like through the last couple of years, I've been like, we should do a podcast about this. And, and you know, I had a few ideas and, and they were like, oh, maybe we can do that, but we got to figure it out. Let's talk about it another day, you know? And, uh, but, you know, it's, it, uh, him and I, at this point, all we usually do is talk about work, and or about Logan when we're together. Because again, we are good friends. We do spend a lot of time together. We do and we don't. We do because when we work together, we tour together. But actually when we're home, it's like he's hanging out with his uh, daughter even though she's an adult now. Um, And I'm I'm taking care of Logan and, and hanging out with my wife and stuff. So we spend time together, but not a whole bunch if we're not working. So it's like we either talk about work or we hang out. And I'm talking about Logan, or he comes over to visit Logan, um, and so you know it, it. It was sort of an idea like, oh, maybe we should do something with Logan, and that sort of was a rough idea. Um, and it just again he, but he travels a bunch, and and I was, both of us really. And then when I started, like when we realized, me and the wife started talking about uh, trying for this for the boy. Um, and stop. I I you know, I I I figured it would be good idea now because now, you know, he's got a daughter. I have a daughter. Um, and we both and 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 we've had well, he's had a, you know, he's been a father for many years and me for seven years almost. Or well, now seven, almost eight. Um, and I was like, if, you know, now we're on the path to hopefully another one. Um, let's let's do one and hopefully I'll be able to talk about this and the process of trying Mm -hmm. um and it was just nice it just happened to fall in place because you know luckily me and the wife were trying and trying for only a few months and you know she got pregnant so it it was hope it was sort of hoping that we we would finally again it took a while to get like hey let's sit down and start to try this new podcast and we'll just talk about being dad fathers and and all this and we could tell stories about um, the kids and about us and all that. And it's, and hopefully when we start this, um, Jordan will be pregnant by then, or we could talk about trying to get pregnant and hopefully along the way she will get pregnant. Um, but again, it happened faster than, than I expected. And, and we actually got together and did the podcast. And by that point I knew she was pregnant. So, you know, I got to tell them and it just worked out, man. It just really did. so.
0: Pure Um, podcasting gold that you're telling him on the show. And I mean, good job keeping a secret because his reaction was so sincere. I remember like there's a part of that episode where he just like turns to you and is just like, wait a minute, is this for real? Like, are we really just recording a podcast or are you just telling me?
1: No, I mean, it was great. It was wonderful. And
2: and it was perfect because of course, you know, you want to wait too. It's like, it was so hard because I wanted to tell him, but it was not hard because at the same time we were waiting you know, we wanted to wait. We didn't want to, um, you know, you know, you're supposed to wait like the third trimester or whatever to make sure everything settles in and there's no, no mishaps or anything. So, you know, it's like, we sort of, we like knew, but we were waiting to say something. And anyway, so it did, it worked out. It really worked out. So thank goodness.
1: Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> and what I also love is like Kevin, goes out of his way to talk about how good of a father you are on that episode. And um, it's, it's a, I I know you will probably say it with me here. This is just like being a good father, at least trying to, it is hard. Um, It is an every hour type of thing, not an everyday type of thing with me. Um, But, you know, like I always like, appreciate, you know, like again, bringing it back to Lasso a little bit, like what stuck out to me from that show too, is like how much devotion he has to his kids. So I always find I'm trying to emulate him and like his understanding and his uh, compassion and stuff like that. And I just fall short a lot of times. Uh, And I know Craig uh, had something like that too. I think he tried to actually coach his son's soccer team, right? Oh man, (laughs) I
0: tried to be, I tried to be Ted Lasso myself and I failed terribly. I was not (laughs) a good soccer coach at all, at all. I couldn't, deal with the kids i couldn't deal with the parents i'm never coaching again i'll tell you that but but that's yeah for awesome.
2: sure yeah, that's but- awesome i didn't even think about that again we right now don't have uh you know it's like a lot of that there's none of that at her school right now and stuff so um but i think that would be fun but i don't know enough about the bummer is i don't know enough about soccer or football or any of any sports um <laughs> necessarily to try to coach but it does seem like it'd be something fun, but I could also see it being like, <laughs> never, you know, like the kids not listen, like who knows what would happen, but
0: oh,
1: man.
2: I, I love that you tried though. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, see, Trying, trying yeah. is all about it there, but like, yeah. is there anything though, that you, maybe you have tried to do uh, for Logan and stuff that just didn't work out as well as you'd hope something like that? Um, No, not
2: really. You know, again, it's like, luckily, and I think most of this stuff, she wants to do is like stuff. My wife signs her up for, mm. um, you know, it's like, I haven't even got to try to chaperone or anything yet, which I'm down to do. And hopefully it goes well. <laughs> um, you know, and I tried to bring her to swim classes, but again, I wasn't teaching her to swim class. We actually had someone to help, but that was tough too. Cause in the beginning she would, you know, we started at like, she was two and a half, almost three or so we started bringing her to swim class because I wanted to make sure she was safe. You know, if she ever was at a birthday party or whatever with the pool um, and she used to get so upset. And that was, again, I know she was just in the pools swimming and trying to learn how to swim with the coach, but I'd be like, Oh my gosh, maybe we should take her out. I'm like, she's so upset, but you know, it's like I tried to go in with her the first couple of times and I'm like, I'll teach her how to swim, <laughs> um, but she just wasn't having it. So. I mean, now she loves it because she knows how to swim, and she loves to swim with me. But mm. uh, I, it just wasn't as easy. Like I didn't really know how to. Um, I thought I'd build to like sort of be like, hey, this I know how to swim, and this is um, what you do. And but she just wasn't having it. So, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of uh, that I've actually tried to 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 do it and show her that. So. <laughs>
1: I relate so nice. hard to that because swimming like my my first son was so terrified of it for a while we had to really coax him into the pool and then we yeah. had a lake lot with my family and uh my dad literally just picked him up one day and just like tossed him in and all of a sudden then he was fine I was like oh that's how I, how I, I started, about yeah. that yeah it's,
2: it's funny because I told my wife to sound like we should try it part of me wanted to try that but then you know part of it you know I didn't because shoot down, but the, I, my brother, growing up in Jersey, we lived a block from the beach mm. and there was uh, a dock for the boats and and uh, we were on the end of the dock and my brother and his friends were jumping in and out of the, off the dock, there was a ladder. And my brother just came up and was like, I'm gonna jump in again. And I was like, yeah, and he just tossed me in and, and I just wind up swimming, you know, to the ladder. And that was that, so. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> So you would hope, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, that's how she's going to learn how I learned, But, it, you know, at the same time, I, it, I didn't feel that way. I was like, I can't just throw her in. What if she start, you know, doesn't swim to the ladder. So,
1: yeah. It's, anyway. it's nerve wracking, but uh, you know yeah. it's not In the end, there. Um, another part about your show I love is that you're kind of crowdsourcing your potential names a little bit. Have you gotten anything like really off the wall? I don't want to get take content from your show, but like, yeah, you were no. just like, whoa.
2: Yeah, you know what? We have a ton and ton of names,
1: uh, and it was really cool.
2: Um, but we haven't gotten any, there's none that are really uh, um, stuck out. And I, I wish I could say, uh, there's none that I could tell you that I feel like have stuck out that's uh, really out there, but there's some really cool ones. Again, we've had some cool ones that we thought of, but the bummer is, is, is a lot of the names are already at, we, at my kid's school. And I, she really gets uh, bummed out. She's like, well, I don't want my brother's name to be the same as the boy in my school, in my classroom, mm-hmm. you know, but there's some really good ones. And I don't know, me and the wife have some like, it's tough. We're, we're putting them together. I really like Magnus, but she's like, I don't know if I want to name Ma- Magnus. I like Azrael. She's like, not sure about that one. We also were like, well, do we do it with an L because it right now her and I are, um, her initials are gem and mine's gem. And then Logan's mm. is Logan Lee muse. And we're like, Oh, it'd be cool. If we had a, a you know, um, I don't know, like a Larry Lee Muse, you know, um, LLM. Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying right. to get cool L names, and do we want to stick with that? And we'll, we'll see. We've been thinking, this, we've been thinking it up, and we'll see what happens. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get there. It, it's good.
2: Yeah. Well, we have time. Uh, we have until February. It's, she's due in February, so I have we have oh. at least two full months to think about it. <laughs>
0: And you'll change, I'm sure, several times before then, uh, for sure. But, you know, uh, one thing I wanted, uh, we've actually had a chance to talk to a lot of the cast members of Lasso, and uh, we I mentioned earlier, this show focuses on mental health. And something that I love to ask guests when they're on is this idea, you know, during the pandemic in particular, but really just all of life, I kind of found running, and my the listeners of this show are laughing right now because I mentioned this to everybody. I'm, I'm training for my That's first great. marathon. <laughs> I'm going to uh, hit that in January. But I'm wondering... Wondering What do you do for your mental health? What do you do to kind of clear and focus your head, uh, especially when you're, you know, living that dad life, which can be stressful at times for sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, for me, I feel like, you know, I really love uh, building Legos. Yeah. Um, but but
0: well, Legos I've been, are great. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I also love streaming. I stream and play some call of duty and Fortnite. Um, and I've been streaming on Twitch now for like almost, I think it's almost four years. Um, and I do that like every morning. I break, get the kid ready for school. I uh, mean, me and the wife together will like make her lunch and, and feed her breakfast and get her dressed and all that. And then I usually drive her to school and my wife will pick her up. Um, and, but after I drop her off, I come home and I usually stream for two or three hours in the morning, um, unless I have something to do or whatever. Um, and then I usually get done with that. And then I try to do some things before she gets home from school. Um, but yeah, I would, I guess for me, honestly, it, it really does it, it like playing some games, uh, really relaxes my brain and, and gets me to chill out. I enjoy it so much. Um, but also building Legos like right now we, my garage, uh, we just got a new place and we have to definitely, uh, fix it up. There's no sheet rock on the wall. I think. But I've set up a desk and a TV and, you know, um, and I have a, a fold out table as well for my Legos. So, like, I have my computer set up and then I sit and build Legos. Um, and then if I, you know, right now I'm, I'm building the Harry, po- uh, not Harry Potter, sorry, the uh, Doctor Strange Sanctum Sanctorum.
1: Oh, yes. So, okay.
2: Yeah. So that's what I'm building right now. But I, I have tons of. Of Lego, so much so I had to give away boxes and boxes oh, to fit in my garage. And no lie, I still have probably about twenty of the, you know, these. Uh, uh, let's see, I'll show
3: you.
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> I love I love the show and tell portions of Do any podcast have, interview. It's so great. Up,
1: oh, look at up. that! I'm hey, you. you
0: can just I put
2: probably, a. I probably have about ten of those are so filled with loose ones. Um, oh, and I awesome. have a bunch that are built. I have a bunch that are built like enough built that uh, could fill probably, you know, you know the basic fold, fold, those fold tables. So yeah, so see like these, the, the basic fold away tables, they're mm-hmm. like this big, you know? Yeah, I'm not kidding, like here, this is, there's probably like, I don't know. This, oh, I could, Lego my Legos could fill all of these tables oh. right now. <laughs> and so I'm that running out of rooms. That is I have that many that are built. And then I have, like I said, these Tupperware bins filled with bags of like ones I haven't built yet. I still have a brand new, the Super Nintendo one. Oh. I have big, big, huge Adat one. There's like the huge oh. um, Adat one that has like... You know they've done the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, the, yeah. Those three big black ones. They actually have wheels on the box because they're oh. so big. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I have the Ada, the the, uh, and then I have. Um, anyway, I, I mean, I honestly, I love love building Legos. So I would say that really for me, it's 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 playing some Fortnite and uh, and some video games, some World of Warcraft and stuff. And then uh, building Legos.
0: That's that's nice. so awesome.
2: This is my game. One of my gaming computers right here. Nice A PlayStation. Okay. Oh, And this nice. is just at the warehouse.
1: So. Oh, my joke. That's awesome. I uh, I'll tell you
0: my son got a bunch of Legos for his birthday this last weekend. And it basically was like, I got birthday presents. Cause I'm like, yes, let me help you build them. So if you ever oh, need totally to offload logo, Legos, just uh, put some, put a Springfield, <laughs> Illinois logo on that and send that our way. Okay. I'm <laughs>
2: down. <man>. I'm <laughs> da- I mean, as, if you want, <laughs> That's why it's funny. Cause it was really nice. The, the one guy, this guy who helped us move into our new house was helping us move. And then I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do with these. He's like, Oh, my son loves Legos. I'm like, But he probably wants them in the box and brand new, and you can open them. He's like, either one, he he likes it even if they're built. So I gave him my, Uh I gave uh, this gentleman and his son my Death Star I built.
0: Oh my gosh, that's awesome. How cool is that?
2: He was very excited about that. So, and then I gave him the Jaja, the, 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 you know, the Jaja crawler.
1: Uh huh. Um,
2: And, uh, I gave him a couple. I gave him one, like two Tupperware bins filled with loose Legos that are just broken apart and loose because I had like the Ghostbusters um, firehouse, but my Logan played with it, and we would play with it, and then she like put her hand in and then knocked the whole half of it off. You know? Oh no!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So I had,
2: a, and then I had, I I built her the uh, Disney, you know, castle which was awesome
0: oh gosh um, that's that's like my uh that's that's like the the holy grail for me i'm such a huge disney fan that i want to get that castle someday that's my that's my oh, goal nice. for okay. sure yeah it was really yeah, that's awesome Heavy
2: got it for logan uh to build and her and i built it and she played the heck out of it and it eventually fell apart from us playing with it so much <laughs> um and they have a new one now yeah. too they have a new disney like elsa castle that's pretty Ooh. big nice so That's anyway awesome. they have so many the one That's I want awesome. really want, uh, you know which one i have that i love um there was so much fun to build i think you should build the yeah. next one you should get but again they're pricey yeah. we'll stop talking about legos but this one was a really fun build i have this one here do you see what the that Home is? alone set yes <laughs> oh it was so much fun to build yeah so but I really, really want, but it's 450 bucks. And whenever I see it, I'm like, man, I still have four in the box, brand new sets to build, is I really want the Diagon Alley. Mm. It's such a nice piece. Yeah, um, for
0: sure. That that's awesome. I also love that you're walking us around this warehouse, and it's just like a bunch of like clerks and Jay and Silent Bob memorabilia <laughs> oh, as is you're walking around. way
2: like <laughs> in is the like real meat and potatoes. Like, like oh
1: yeah, there oh my go.
0: goodness, look at all that stuff. Yeah. That's uh, all <laughs> available on Jay and Silent Bob.com, right? Ego. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, and Bob. That's awesome. Jay and Bob. That's awesome. It's secret stash. You can get stuff. Yes, so. And it's most That's of it so cool. signed well, by both Kevin and I and all that fun stuff. And I can
0: tell you that, uh, listeners, I can tell you he's really signing these things because they yes. are they are ready to get signed. But, you know, uh, it's been really great getting a chance to talk to you. And I really just wanted to, to talk to you a bit about fatherhood and everything else that goes along with that. And it's been really insightful. I really love your podcast, even as a dad of someone that has a seven-year-old and not necessarily going that through that for the first time. But I remember when I was going to be a father. And I was like, I was reaching out for podcasts. I was reaching out for resources, everything that I, and so I know there are people that are listening to your show now that are going to really take a lot of this. Um, even the, the jokes and the funny that you bring with Kevin, like that's going to mean so much to a lot of people. And so, um, I know that our time is running thin with you and I want to, uh, we We like to ask this last question of all of our guests, and that okay. is that you get a chance to do a ton of podcasts you get a chance to do all these interviews um but i I just want to ask if there's anything that you have like a message or a story that you always want to talk about but no one ever asks you about so you never get a chance to talk oh. about it so, there' so kind uh, of an open I, open forum for you
2: yeah you know <laughs> i I feel like you know the the I, I wish there was something on the top of my head that I'm like, oh man, I've been wanting to talk about that. But I do, I do feel like uh, me talking about uh, sitting and building Legos. I mean, I've talked about that a little bit, but not in, uh, as much as I just told you, info. <laughs> but also about streaming. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's anything that I wish I had a really good story to tell <laughs> to tell you or something that oh, no one a- has. The good thing is most people ask, I feel like between our podcast, Get Old, between uh, now Father's Day, between doing podcasts, our Q&A, like I, I do my J Muse and amusing Stories. I do my, <laughs> I've been touring with that actually this week. I leave, Kevin and I do, it's Galaxy Con in Columbus or something. Um, and then we've been doing conventions and then we do our podcast, Get Old on that one, but we don't talk so much about sobriety on the newer version. Now, we because most of them are done only at Comic-Cons, we talk about comics a- at the end, uh, and we read a comic. at the, Well, you know, you were there, Jeff. So, yeah. so, so mainly we do that, but also I've been doing my J and Amusing Stories uh, at, at uh, comedy clubs uh, like the Improv or Helium Comedy Club in different cities. And I go do a couple of these this week um and uh i forget where (laughs) but uh but i I just feel like between that all those shows father father's day get old i feel like i'm like an open book and i really talk about everything (laughs) um yeah (laughs) you know i feel like anything that someone could have asked me probably has asked me or i've talked about or that something i wish i had something i could share that was fresh and new for you guys Oh no, uh, that's. Um, well, but what I love is that we got it. to
0: hear a little bit about you being a fan of this show that we love too. And so I know you're yes, waiting sure, for season three. There yeah, you know. we're waiting for season three, just like you are, I'm sure. Um, but you know, I, I appreciate so much that you really are just like an open book and that you uh share these stories because whether it's sobriety, whether it's being a dad, whether it's just making people laugh, it means so much to so many people. So thank you for all the work yeah. that you do and a killer job in reboot, killer job in Clerks, Clerks Three, uh, and so all these good, properties that we get to see. It's so incredible um to get a chance to talk to you. I've been such a fan of those films for so long to uh, get a chance to even meet you and Kevin in St. Louis was incredible so just thank you for everything you do It really well, we really appreciate you. it
2: and if you get bored check me out on Twitch because uh, you guys can follow me on Twitch it's free it's a pain in the butt I didn't realize till recently you have to sign up I think you just download the app and like put in my name and like, you can if you're on a computer but if you're on uh, if you're if you're on um, a phone you have to sign up to, to like to actually okay. watch. But you just have to sign up and put like, make yourself an account But it's, it's free to do that. But yeah. it takes a second. I know because I actually was a, at a con and I'm a huge fan of Smallville, the show. Yes. And I've been a big fan of Clark, uh, of Tom Welling forever. And I've actually got to like, hang out with him a couple times now. And he's such a nice guy. And I was like, you should follow me on Twitch, sort of joking. And he's like, I'll do that right now. And and yeah, I was like, oh, just download it on your phone and and open it up. And I'm J Muse. And he went to open it up, and it wouldn't open up. He it, 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 he had to sign up first. And I thought he was gonna be like, oh, I'll do it some other time. But he actually signed <laughs> up and stuff. And it was really sweet. So, um, <laughs> so That's- yeah. But if you get a chance, watch me on Twitch. Uh, I I love doing that. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm glad you guys. I can't wait. Maybe we could chat about season three when season three co- uh, comes out and it's over. We Absolutely. should chat about it. Absolutely.
0: I want to be I mean, like, just like a, a great fresh idea. take.
2: I could be, yeah. We'd love to be part of the fresh take on it. Like the first week it's over at the end. We could so we could talk about something you guys haven't got to share with other talk about already with other people. So keep
1: that in mind. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, I love that you just mentioned Smallville because I actually got to moderate their panel at uh, St. Louis uh, and I nice. got to sit on stage with them. I still cannot watch the video because it freaks me out. So I was like, I know that I'm going to look so stupid up there next to those guys. Um, <laughs> 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 someday day I will. But Jay, thank Jason, thank you so much again, just for the time and for everything that you do. We love you. And yes, absolutely. Come back on when season three comes.
2: I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. And you guys have a great rest of your day. <laughs>
0: I got to tell you, I'm such a huge Kevin Smith, VWISC Universe fan. So thank you, Jeremy, for allowing me to bring Jason (laughs) Muse onto the show. I know you're a fan as well, but I'm a bit of a super fan here. So it's really cool to get the opportunity to to talk to him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a permission structure. Like, yeah, you can bring Jay, Jason Muse on the show. Uh, you know, he's welcome on any uh, Front Row Network show. No, it, but it, you're right. It was just a delightful conversation. The view Ski Universe is just fantastic. Um, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think if you open yourself up to it, you find actually some pretty good deep meaning in the comedy. So um, especially in something like Clerks 3, which I think they're about to hear something about.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Nice tease there. But I'll tell you, <laughs> Clerks 3 in particular is the story that kind of ties it pulls at your emotional heartstrings in a way that you really don't expect it's going to be coming
1: yeah in many 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 ways it's it's very much an autobiographical film for kevin um especially if you you know know his story about what's happened to him in recent history um uh, and yeah it's just really oddly more poignant than even funny at times like that that's really it just works on every level
0: Absolutely. You know, I before we get to that brief interview that I did with uh, Brian O'Halloran and with Jeff Anderson, I do want to just say thank you to Jason for coming on. And also thank you for his openness. You know, he mentioned that at like kind of the last question that we ask everybody, which is, you know, what have you not been asked before? And the thing is, he's such an open book and his open book has helped so many people, whether that's people that might have been struggling with addiction before or uh, people that are coming just for some comedy and just need to kind of use his films his podcast just to be able to relax and kind of have that escapism that we all need that we kind of use ted lasso for sometimes right <laughs> so it's really cool to be able to connect up with him and his offer to come on right after season three that would Please. be awesome let's <laughs> uh make sure mental note to make sure to email about that in M- uh, in M- the M- near future for sure
1: on all of season three jason Muse. sure we could make that happen yeah
0: yeah, maybe even uh, maybe we could work it out. He could come on one of the episodes that we drop like day and date, and uh, he could be the special guest on one of those. That could be a lot of fun. So we'll yeah. see what ends up happening in the future. As far as the future of this show, we have some exciting opportunities coming up, and I don't want to announce anything yet, because honestly, at this moment, Jeremy doesn't even know what I'm talking about. So we're going to talk about that uh, and see what is possible. And you might be hearing from us in the relatively near future about some different fun, either events or fun different uh, things that we're going to do as the show progresses we know we've seen the instagram posts season three is all but wrapped and so we know that we have to be getting something in the relatively near future and if i were a betting man i'm saying the finale of the world cup is a wonderful time to give us some <laughs> kind of tease some kind of date some kind of anything from ted lasso world so uh especially you know aj and mel if you happen to be listening
1: yeah, get us that edit although i know it they usually
0: it. don't do the trailers and the teasers do they
1: they should just jump in at this point i mean like just just jump in there aj and mel just get that thing going just give us a scene we'll we'll take a scene you know ted walking in the locker room that's all we need
0: Absolutely. But you should hear again from us before the holidays, but since it's the holiday season, just want to say happy holidays. I hope that you have a wonderful time with your family and uh, we kind of missed Thanksgiving as a podcast, I think. So just thank you for your continued support. I hope that you can follow along with us on Twitter for as long as it exists. We will be there. Uh, PBB FRN is where you can find us there. You can also go to the peanut butter and biscuits, Facebook page as well. And that's where we really love to interact with all of you and talk talk lasso we're definitely talking a lot of world cup in there and we will be tomorrow morning if you're listening to this on the day of release we're going to be talking about the dutch
1: right oh yes the dutch they are going to i don't know this is gonna be a really tough game they're very very good but <laughs> I, I if we got our if our injured entire front line uh is is available to us uh we might have a shot here so.
0: now you would know better than i but i was searching the brackets and i think that the reward for beating the netherlands would be probably a match with argentina right
1: yeah with lionel messi uh so <laughs> not not exactly there and then even if you got past that i'm pretty sure that would be an england rematch as well um but who knows man it'll be it'll be nuts uh you know it's there, the hope there, that kills you right is the hope that absolutely kills you when you reach around a 16 because it's every second is gutting Um, so welcome everyone if you're just watching usa soccer for the first time uh because you might not have ever seen this um so here we go buckle up
0: but all you got to do is believe for sure so We're going to do our normal exits, but reminder that at the end of this exit, you will actually hear an interview that I conducted about a month ago with Brian O'Halloran and with Jeff Anderson, the stars of Clerks 3. Again, thank you to Jason Muse. Thank you to uh, everybody that helped set that up for us. And thank you to you for listening to us as well. So for Peanut Butter and Biscuits, I am Craig. I'm Jeremy. And as always... Be a goldfish. Be a
1: goldfish people, be a goldfish.
0: Jeff and Brian, first of all, I should mention that uh, it's great to talk to you again. I had the pleasure of moderating your panel at Fan Expo St. Louis, so that was a lot of fun, but now it's kind of awesome to see now that you've had fan reactions to Clerks 3. So Jeff, I kind of want to start with you. You've gone on some of these locations with Kevin on the convenience tour. You're able to really see fans that way. You've gone to cons. What's the reaction been like for you, and what does that do for you as an actor, kind of having been through this experience?
4: Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I've seen the movie twice now on the big screen, I saw the LA premiere, uh, which, you know, is a hard sort of way to gauge how the movies playing because it's a lot of industry people, it's a lot of people sort of close to the filming of it so it's not a really great gauge of how it is I mean it it went well, um, but last week or, or maybe a little longer than a week ago. Uh, I went to an LA screening that was just fans. And I, I, I literally went out and sat in the middle of the theater And uh, it was so much fun. Like that—that's the way to watch a movie. Um, The crowd was really into it. They got a lot of the references that I don't think they got at the premiere. These, uh, you know, these movie execs—they—they—they probably have never even seen Clerks one or two. Uh, (laughs) But the fans, uh, for sure, it's—it's a really wild thing to be sitting in the audience and to sort of hear what people react to and what the fans sort of picked up on uh, that are that's on the screen that maybe others wouldn't pick up on. uh, It was a real fun way to do it. Uh, And I am looking forward to it. I I do hopefully want to go to a a few more of these inconvenience tours to sort of be there with the fans. And uh, they get it like and that that that's uh, it takes a lot of the pressure off. You know, before the movie comes out, I'm always worried about these things, worried about, you know, are we tarnishing the reputation or everything else? within five minutes of sitting at a fan screening you know man you know you got them and they're along for the ride absolutely and i mean you definitely didn't tarnish anything this this film is
0: so wonderful and how it starts to really encapsulate the journey that you've all been on now brian how about you those fan interactions that you've been able to have to this point uh, how have those been for you
3: incredibly uh supportive and positive um We've been really uh, great. I've gone to, when the the tour launched here on the East Coast, I got to see the two New Jersey premiere ones, I guess you could say in Red Bank, uh, and then traveled to like Providence and the Keswick Theater outside of Philly, and then the Beacon Theater in New York City. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been fun seeing which cities get a lot of the references, which cities kind kind of don't get them sometimes. But in the end, all the fans really enjoyed the film. Uh, you know, a lot of them are like, you made me cry, you son of a bitch. Um, that kind of thing, which is a good thing. I take that as a compliment. Um I was just at New York Comic-Con this past weekend, uh, and it was that kind of reaction as well. Now that the film has been seen by a good number of the fans and uh, now coming to streaming and then uh, soon to DVD and Blu-ray, more of those reactions are coming in. Whenever the live tour, which was just in Toronto the past two nights, uh, whenever those screenings are finished... My social media starts blowing up with the same things like, you made me cry, give these guys all the awards, you know, these type of things. So uh, I've been very fortunate uh, that the fan base has enjoyed it. Um, it, The reaction is at least 96% of it is positive. So uh, I'm very blessed
0: absolutely and that's so interesting because there was a darker version of this script that actually i believe you were in part of the uh, reading of that script for a fundraiser a couple of years ago and i guess going into it i wasn't expecting it to be as emotional as it was in that third act and maybe we can get into spoilers here in a second but you know i'm just wondering from your perspective this is really uh kevin's almost like he's playing out some of the major events of his life even so much to where the cardiologist is the name of his cardiologist and so his experience on set like from your perspective how was that as far as uh, him directing you through some of these really emotional beats and moments and I'll go to Brian with that.
3: Uh, Sure I mean yeah then they tell you to write what you know there's usually the best writers do Uh, and that's what he did he took Uh, What was an actual very painful uh, segment of his life for his family, especially, I mean, his daughter and his wife were just like, why are you even writing about this? This was one of the the most horrible day in my life. And you're putting this you're you're bearing this out for the public. Uh, and that's Kevin, though. Kevin is that type of person whereas like whatever the failures were, if I found it interesting, maybe these people found it interesting. And for uh, the Randall character to experience what he exactly went through and then him being the filmmaker, like Kevin did and said one day, like, you know what, I'm going to make a film about what I do every day and see if people enjoy it. Uh, it was kind of cool seeing him direct those kind of things because you knew the notes were coming from a truth. There wasn't like, well, you know, because with Clerks, too, we never worked. He never worked at a fast food, you know, spot. So directing that kind of technical kind of aspect of it was, you know, number one, it's not about a hamburger joint movie, but it's that kind of thing where this was right up his alley. And I'm glad we were a part of it.
4: Going to, uh, as I said, I went to one of the L.A. screenings, and after the screenings, Kevin gets up and he does a talk, and one of the things he talks about is the original version of Clerks 3, and one of the things that stood out to me and that he said to me uh, is that uh, Clerks 3 was a completely made-up story. Uh, it, It was something that he completely just fabricated and sort of made this script And maybe that's why it didn't really work. And that's why it didn't fit. And I think that's what sort of Kevin was saying. It wasn't until this new iteration where he was putting personal stuff into it. And I think that personal stuff, A, that's what sold me on doing Clerks 3. But that's what I I think resonates about it. Uh, You know, to make up a completely different story and try and put emotional moments into it sometimes doesn't always work. Uh, But putting that emotional stuff into something that's really a part of your lives came across not only on the page, but came across in the movie beautifully.
0: Absolutely. Now, I was going to ask about that, Jeff, that it was kind of famously, this took a minute for you to decide that you wanted to be involved in Clerks 3. And I'm wondering if there was a particular experience or some kind of connection that happened that you're just like, the light bulb goes off. I want to go back to Randall. I want to revisit this character.
4: Yeah, sort of. Sort of the the light bulb moment for me is you know when we when after we had gotten away from the original Clerks three script, you know, uh, Kevin and I had sort of a very informal meeting. We we sort of just happen chance met up, and uh, he he told me the idea for the new script, and you could tell just based on the way he presented it to me that he even felt better about the script, like you know. Uh, as you said, I tend to be a little gun shy about doing these things. And, uh, you know, when he sucked me into the story, just by telling me it, he hadn't written the script yet. He just told me sort of what the idea was. And just by the fact that I was really interested in reading it, I knew he was on to something. And, you know, it was his personal story. And, uh, you know, it felt right. I, I can't really describe it any other way than it just felt like a much better fit. And uh, it felt like it was going to be the right choice to, to, to do that movie as opposed to the, the, the previous iteration of it.
0: Now, I do want to talk about some of your supporting characters as well, um, in particular, Trevor is just incredible in this film. Elias really comes into his own. He really drives the story along and uh, really seems like he's part of the team even more so than what happened in Clerks 2. So I know that it's interesting because Trevor's not necessarily a trained actor in the way that he's out there working acting gigs every single day. Uh, He really has that actual full-time career and comes on to set like that. So Brian talk about just, you know, just blow up Trevor here for a second um, about how he was able to fit back into Elias for this role.
3: Yeah, uh, after uh, working on Clerks 2, uh, I mean, he's done, before Clerks 2, he was working with quite a few great people in different uh, films and TV projects. Uh, But as he got um, going to college and and learning music and and learning uh, coding, uh, he had dropped out of the industry and dropped out for good. Uh, So it wasn't until Kevin came to him about, doing this uh version of clerks three script um that he was like you know i don't really do this but yeah i would definitely come back i had a great time working and playing with you guys so to speak on clerks two and here he was again um and once again it was trevor all over again it was Mm -hmm. trevor working the nuances of the character of Elias, Elias now having a friend, this blockchain Coltrane character for them to bounce. He Now he had someone he could bounce off of who was just as quirky as the Elias character. Uh, and so when it came to see the transition, so to speak, that the Elias ca- character came from, you know, this Christian kind of background to flipping it, be dis- disillusioned and then flipping it to being a Satanist, um, and then his version of what he thought a Satanist was, uh, was a lot of fun to see uh, developed. Uh, and obviously a lot of that work came in from collaborating with Kevin and then the costume department and the hair and makeup people who really are the stars of uh, his transition, so to speak.
0: It's wonderful. He's uh, made up, uh can tell you, homage to Frankenfurter in one of the scenes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. I just started dying when I saw him come onto the screen for sure. Um, I only have a few more minutes with you. I'm sure we can talk, I could talk Clerks 3 with you all day, but you might get a little bit tired of that. So <laughs> I do want to get into a bit of spoiler territory. Uh, if people haven't seen it yet, this is where we should skip a couple of minutes before you can really see this release. But it's, it's incredible, again, in. I wasn't expecting that turn of Dante also having the heart attack. And uh, of course, ultimately, um, we, we see the death of Dante here. So, Brian, just quickly, you know, you really have owned this character within the View Askewiverse. Uh, you've appeared in several films. Um, and I'm just wondering, recap or putting this kind of capstone on this character. What was that like for you?
3: Uh, I would say putting a headstone on this character myself. <laughs> okay. um, you know, it was sad, I'm not going to lie, when reading the script the first time through, uh, you know, even though knowing what the outline was in general, uh, it was sad uh, to see this character leave the views universe in that way. Uh, but at the same time, how beautiful was it uh, to go the way he did um, mm-hmm. And to join Becky in this, yes. uh, so to see that happen and and be fortunate enough to uh, work it out with Kevin and when we were rehearsing table reading these uh, scripts, uh, this script, we, we there was a lot of collaboration in the week leading up to actual shooting where we got to tweak things and uh, Kevin talks about this uh, on the road show uh, where the movie theater scene with the character of Becky. Um, was uh, an idea that was spawned from one of our producers, uh, Liz Destro, uh, where it was like, well, why can't this be a theater in his mind? Mm Because, you know, that's how Kevin wanted to actually have Randall take Dante from the hospital to a theater to show the movie. And just logistically, it just didn't work out. But to see how it ended like that, it's beautiful. And you don't, you know, normally you would feel sad for a character like that. But to see that he's with the person that he's been heartbroken about, for 15 years to, to join them finally in the way that it's shown is really, really nice. And, uh, you know, to see all the old footage, especially as that movie of his life is being shown uh, is definitely a hitch in the fields.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, one of my friends actually saw the film and he is convinced that Dante was dead the entire uh, film. So I don't know if you've yeah. heard that conspiracy yet, but uh, but no, <laughs> Jeff. This know, it is my funny.
3: <laughs> it's funny. We, we did have at the New Jersey premiere of the tour, Haley Joel Osman was in the audience and did come backstage. Yeah. And so when he came to me, I said, Do you see another dead person? So that's great.
0: I love that. I love that. Jeff, this is uh, my last question. Just have another minute here with you. And I just, I'm sure you're getting this question a lot uh, from a lot of people, but at the end, we do see Randall go back behind that counter. If Kevin were to come to you and say, there's an idea for a Clerks 4, what
4: what are your thoughts? Uh, You know what? Kevin didn't even have to come to me for a Clerks 4. I actually pitched kevin an idea for clerks four and i said i'm all in my idea is that randall buries dante in the pet cemetery (laughs) (laughs) and dante comes back Mm -hmm. if he wants to do that story i'll tell you right now i'm in there you have it i am in
0: you said that they, the fabulous makeup and hair department, Dante, uh, zombie Dante would be wonderful. So thank you both so much for your art and creativity and also for those interactions with the fans. I know you're hitting the, the comic cons hard this year and we as fans all appreciate the work that you're doing. So thank you.
3: Oh, no, thank, thank you, you man. man. Thanks for having us, Craig.